Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Tadio McDoug. I'm joined always by John Brain Sheeran and Dr. Hoji the Electric Smoji. Where are we? Where are we? There we are. And the Cincinnati Bengals have got a new bag. Bengals got a brand new bag. They've got a new quarterback. They've got a new running back. John, they are back. Chase Brown. Jake Browning. And, John, wow. I mean, wow. what a show. What a show that this quarterback put on yeah. on Monday Night Football. Yes. And Kind of crazy, I, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Tell us, I, tell I, us I how. I called the win. I called the win, but I didn't think that it was going to be like this. I didn't think it was going to be this extreme. John, I mean, how is it could, crazy? I mean, who could have seen it coming, right? It's not like, it's not like any one of us thought that Jake Browning had this in him. It's no. almost like the offense may have changed dramatically from the past week when Jake Browning was operating the Joe Burrow offense that works pretty damn well when he's healthy. And it's almost like a certain head coach was involved in maybe changing things up. And dare I say, Daddy-O, elevating yeah. a quarterback? It's almost... Is that, is that possible? We say, shall yeah. we say... It's almost as Yeah, if, well, he did. He elevated them. To the starting role. It's almost as if Zach Taylor is a good coach. It's almost as if, yeah. 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 Or like I said, Jake Browning is not that bad. I've been saying it for weeks. He looked, John, against the Ravens game. He was that bad. He was John, 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 Pittsburgh, hold on. Pittsburgh, Joe Burrow has looked really bad against that Pittsburgh pass rush with our offensive line. And Jonah Williams has gotten dominated every single Pittsburgh. But look, I don't want to focus on the negatives. Uh, I don't want to focus on who said that. I want to add one more little fact in here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we look at, at at Jake Browning's early performances, and they aren't great. And then, boom, AJ McCarron joins the team. You get that veteran in there. He's talking to him. He's training him. And what you see is a McCarronized Jake Browning. And I I would say give credit to the QB coach. What's his name? Patrick Dempsey. Or give give credit. Dan Pitcher. Yeah. Give credit to your AJ McCarron who's there on the sideline saying, "Hey, kid." 
you know, when you go back, do this, do that, you know. So you know, it's not just AJ McCarron. That I know you're trying to be funny, but there's also Joe Burrow on the sideline, John. He very much, let's be honest, Joe Burrow is now calling plays, and all of a sudden the play calling got a lot better. But I don't want to get not, into all he's that. Not, he's not but, calling plays. Okay, John, look, plays. I just want to say something real quick. When you think of the perfect game, I think he was QB, probably gaming, not calling the game. Yeah. Well, and his wrist is a little gamey, they say. Yeah. It's a little. It's in that in that. Uh, have you ever had something in the cast? It gets a little little stinky. But stinky. John, John, here's the thing. When I think of the best possible game that the quarterback could ever have, I think of something like you know. I mean, they throw what 350 yards, maybe 85 percent completion, maybe a touchdown. They'd run for like 20 yards and run for a touchdown. And John, of all the quarterbacks in NFL history, this is not the cherry pick. It's that I told you that is a perfect game by anybody. Everybody knows that objectively. The first quarterback in NFL history to do that is Jake Browning. In NFL history, the first quarterback to pull all of those things off. What do you have to say first? Wow. Well, that is a lot. Incredible. Like 60 feet. Hold on. If I may. That's if I may. meters. If I may. Yeah. If I may. Yeah. I, 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 John, I think you should maybe help Daddy O by summarizing this article you wrote for A to Z Sports. Uh, dot com. In, in, dot com. In the which, slash is Cincinnati. In which John proved conclusively that yeah. what all of the things that Jake Browning could not do, Zach Taylor redesigned so that Jake Browning would be successful. And if I remember yes. correctly from the article, this included him not being, what do you call it when the guy's alone? Yeah. Empty. Empty. Married. Oh, empty. oh, yeah. No, not, not married, not passionate. Okay, okay. Empty. No, no. He didn't work from empty. And right. also, you, you were talking about the part where he, he uh, the simpler plays, if I remember correctly. Is that right? I, I can explain this in a lot more succinctly, Hoji, uh, if you if please you'll let me. Yeah. yeah. So, Jake Browning was an empty personnel uh, 12 times against the Steelers, which means he had no one in the backfield. The ball had to get out quickly. The ball did not get out quickly. He took some stacks. He made some bad decisions. They didn't have that at all against Jacksonville. They always had someone in the backfield. They always had like six guys in protection. So, yeah, quick decision-making after the snap. Not for you, Jake Browning. We're going to eliminate that. Uh, play actions and screens went up from 25% to 45% this past game. The first quarter was entirely what? Just uh, Jamar Chase quick screens and quick passes. He had like five catches for five yards at one point. I thought his route tree was going to look like weeds at that point. His time to throw went down from 2.7 seconds to 2.3 seconds. Again, very little post-processing um post-snap processing for you jake browning we're gonna get the ball out as quick as possible and again play action bootlegs rollouts sprint outs get jake browning out of the pocket get him throwing on the move that's one of his strengths do that so the entire offense and the structure of the offense and the game plan and the play calling was completely changed for the benefit of jake browning but i will say i will say all of this got him into rhythm by the time the fourth quarter came around and when they needed um, to get into field goal range, he made two yeah. really good throws really without good. Zach Taylor holding his holding his hand to go from right. the boundary side of the field to the field side of the to the long side of the field and read that ba yeah. and read that backside dig to Jamar Chase and put it right on him. That was impressive. He did that in a standard drop back pocket. He did that with pressure in his face. A great throw yeah. by Jake Browning that got him into field goal range. So hat, and, hats and, literally yeah. off to him. Hats That's, off. Hats yeah. off. And and because the haters. By the way, hold there. on, hold on, yeah. John. I want to say nice hats, first of all. I want to talk about the oh, hat oh, a little like bit. Yeah. I love the hat. I love that it's, 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 look, it's got a nice empty space there. You can fill it in with whatever you want. It's not empty. Depending it's on, logo. there's still a lot of time before the elections. 
and I like that you you left what this like, space. We, we just, for, we just bring it over here, John. I want to assign your your hat for you. I just want to put a little bit Wait, something why? in the middle of your hat. The, the, there's Love already it. a lot in the middle. Like you see this logo, yeah. it's a flying pig represents Cincinnati. Yeah. This is what the hat represents. Like this is it's already got something there. I don't know what you're talking about. Love well, that. Yeah. Going back to my points, you know, there's these Zach Taylor uh, haters out there, and I think if there was one play with, that gave them the vitriol and uh, ugliness that they needed, that play would be the flea flicker, the failed flea flicker where where, where Boyd threw an interception. And I wanted to talk about that for a second, uh, because if you look at the play, it's a failed play. But what would have and should have happened was for Boyd, for Boyd to take the loss of yards, and it wouldn't have been that bad. It's really when the ball is in Boyd's hand, Boyd is supposed to know not to throw it over like two or three people in, in the way he did and into the interception. That is not on Zach. Well, well, the thing on the Zach, and I don't want to linger on this play, but basically the thing is Jake Browning was just getting in the rhythm. The Bengals were in good position. You don't need to take risks in that situation. Yes, but look. Do. I'll tell you John, why. I I'll tell you why. Uh, yeah, He's taking yeah. pressure. This is why they do that. Because everything about their, the, the, getting the running game more, putting Chase Brown in more, all of that was to take the pressure off of, uh, yeah. of, of Brown. But that, that, uh, that kind of play, I feel like it turns the offense, gets it off rhythm. But John, I want to go back, like he said, Chase Brown, I want to go back to that. You were talking about the play calling. I agree. Jake Browning started with the law, barely throwing beyond the line of a scrimmage, right? He was playing very conservatively. He was playing exactly like you have a backup who's trying to hold on to a lead, for instance. He wasn't playing like a guy looking to win the game. And then he had that one big play to Jamar Chase, where Jamar Chase had to, you know, kind of turn and catch it one-handed. And then he had a big play to Trenton Irvin. And then he had a big play to Tanner Hudson. And then, right, and then he got a little bit of a rhythm. But before all of that, John, the running game was different this against Jacksonville. And I want to ask you why. Chase Brown was everything that we had said he would be, which was he was bursty. He was very bursty. He was he had he looked quick. Peppy. He looked quick. Peppy. He was peppy. He looked he's he's quick. He's very in small. The, he, yeah, he's quick, not in the super duper kind of, you know, those tiny running backs who are like super fast, but quick in the like he's an upright runner type of guy. He, exactly. He kind of reminded me of Robin Williams. When yeah. Robin is on stage, just fast moving. Fast. Energetic. Very hairy. Yeah. Yeah. John, and then, uh, you know, Chase Brown was playing better, but let's be honest, he had some holes to run behind. The, the, yeah. the run blocking was yeah. better. Yeah. And I, I want to get your take. Is this, is this because, is, is this the play calling? Is this, what was going on? Why was it different? Was it a sense of pride? Because we know, we saw Ted Karras and others were like, hey, we're not dead. We saw Orlando Brown, he had the comments, right? Where he went up to the camera and he called out the analysts who picked against the Bengals. They, that offensive line was not happy with how no. the team was being. So do you think that anger is what got them going? What, what, what happened, John? What happened, John? I, I, I think they started um, calling more either zone plays or plays that, took it, that had them to, you know, kind of going horizontally. And I think combining that with a lot of rolling pockets, either sprint outs or, again, play action uh, bootlegs where you just have – horizontal movement from the offensive line in general when you have both of those kind of working off of each other it doesn't matter what comes first right it doesn't matter if you quote-unquote establish the run or if you come out swinging with play action and just passing in general once you get 
that movement established in the defense's mind and they have to read their keys a little bit differently they got to be they got to take extra steps to get to the side i think that created more opportunities for you know just creating holes for the offensive line and when you have a guy like chase brown he doesn't really waste any time he just accelerates through the hole and once you have him in a one-on-one situation with a linebacker or a cornerback he's got the speed and elusiveness and even some strength in him to kind of force some missed tackles he only had nine carries in this game he forced three missed tackles and he had the long of 31 yards so you're right he was everything that we thought he would be coming out of illinois and like the perfect type of of, of compliment to like a bruiser and joe mixon which that is what joe mixon is now like that's why he had those two touchdowns at the goal line he he can power through contact a lot better than maybe he used to and he doesn't really have that you know elusiveness in space that chase brown does so they complement each other very well now and i think the combination of just horizontal movement from the offensive line both in pass protection and some of these run calls definitely benefited from that and let so, me yeah. let me use the opportunity that you to ask both of you a question and, and it's it's a hypothetical question. Sure. I'm not I I'm not believing what I'm saying here. But some of the Joe Burrow and I wouldn't call them haters. They're just people who try to maybe put a little bit of a more realistic view on what Joe Burrow is. He's not the second coming or something like that. He's a human being. But one of the things that they've been saying about Joe Burrow is that what makes Joe great is he's got uh, he's got your T Higgins. He's got your Jamar Chase. He's got, he's got this situation, even Tyler Boyd, he's got this situation where if you put any really good quarterback, any great quarterback, they're going to look awesome. And I was watching that game, and part of me was like, I, I know Jake Browning is good, but you got to kind of respect the fact that he's throwing to these guys who are amazing. I mean, well, T. Higgins, T. Higgins would be a number one but T. Higgins has not been that kind of factor this year. I mean, he had what three no, but catches, this game, John? This game, he had three and catches. And the threat of Higgins, the threat. I, I, I do think T. Higgins is great, but I think it's Jamar Chase who has carried the offense as far as receivers go. He's he's made Browning look better than he should. That seventy-six yard touchdown. Not many players would, you know, can can have that ability. I think that one-handed catch that got Browning going, that was an exceptional play, but. Anyways, John, the question I have for you is, look, Browning came Wait, out no, and he but, says... But what, yeah. about, what about my question, John? Yeah, of course they elevate him. They help right. him. They support him. But to what him, extent? To what extent? To, with Browning, it's a big extent. With Burrow, not so much because Burrow is incredible. He's the second coming. But what I wanted to say, John... Well, who? Well, we can't, we can't get there. It is... Oh. Uh, yeah, we can do that on the show. Yeah, it's sacrilegious. John. Believe is a very but, believe in uh, the believe broadcast network. Yeah, it's actually very, they're evangelicals run yeah. by evangelicals. Yeah. John, here's the thing: Brownie comes out. He says, "Look, I don't want to be the guy who's known for having one good Monday night game. I have to string these back to back. I have to keep doing it." You know, one thing about Browning, by the way, I'm just going to say this as a tangent: Browning is is a very proud man. He really believes in his ability. He takes himself very seriously. And uh, my question is, John, how how much is that confidence? How how valid is that? Can he actually? I don't think he's going to put up 350 yards, you know, many more times this year. But can he play within his limitations, you know, and and be turnover free for the rest of the season, or you know, something like along these lines? I don't even know if it's. If it's like if, if it's bad decision making that Jake Browning suffers from, I, I feel like they don't trust him to see the field quickly enough. I think he understands like you know what tight windows are and like where to put the ball and where not to. 
Um, but in terms of just posting that processing, that's just something that he has to continue to develop. And it, it should develop the more reps that he gets. So... Really done. That's what happens when that's you have a bad take. The that's the that's that's the uh, bad I take. Told you, where was the, where was the bad, bad take? Bad believe take. is very serious. You guys got sacrilegious. And yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry, John. I, they only have your address. I had to put an address for the show. I put John's address. Well, the joke. But so. John, here's the thing. Jake Browning. He, like you said, he has a lot to learn. He did you see that clip where he didn't even know the who they chant? Where they were like. Hey, don't go. He's like, well, how do you say it? What is it? it, it is Let's go get it. Who's singing for us? Yeah. 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 What is it? Yeah. Who, they who they think? Yeah. Who they think? Yes. All right, here we go. Who they? Who they? Who they think will beat them Bengals? Who they? That see, is incredible. Hold on a yeah. second. Like, yeah. Because there's a there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And yes. Daddy-O probably doesn't know this fine line. I, I will I explain it to him. Please. So, like, arrogance comes yeah. off as confidence but arrogance is not backed up by any intellectual background you don't know what you're talking about but you still you know express yourself in a very brashful manner confidence yeah. is is being confident in the knowledge of what you know and then carrying carrying yourself through that throughout your life so with jake browning i think the recognition of him not knowing what the huda chant was and taking the time and showing the vulnerability of asking what it was and then saying it with his arrogance that is a sign no that's no. not arrogance not that's arrogance. confidence, right? confidence. So, confidence. so jake okay. browning i think does carry himself with genuine confidence yeah. and of course yeah. you you want that in your starting quarterback and i think yeah. there's a with, with confident people there is also this vulnerability of saying hey i don't know this but i want to learn it so that i can carry myself with more confidence yeah and by I the way that i love that I love it. By the way, he's going to be on the show, and that's actually why Bridget's not here. She's hmm. she's trying she's like trying to physically drag him onto the show. You can see in this picture. That is she's our own Bridget Junkars. Yeah. yeah. Standing next to. Next to him, and she's trying to pick him up, but he's too arrogant or confident to to pick up. I mean, did I get it right, John? He's a big boy. Okay, let's let's move on to the Jackson to the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. So the Indianapolis Colts, John. I was doing my research, and they actually they have a couple of really good pass rushers. And I'm looking at their names here. It's a the writing is a little smeared. Uh, you can probably just say them for us, John. They're pass rushers. They have good pass rushers. Samsung Abu Khan is one. Samsung, like, yeah. Abu Khan. It's not a phone. Samsung. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DeForest Buckner, right? He's, he was a run. DeForest the run. Right, uh, right. Grover Stewart, another really Gregory good Gregory Stewart. Yeah, not what I said at all. Um, but a very stacked, underrated defensive line. And that's yeah. kind of how Gus Bradley builds it, right? Gus Bradley, yeah. of course, as you know, is the, is the defense coordinator. He's got a he's got a history uh, with Joe Burrow and his family. So Burrow has always been kind of up and down against Gus Bradley defenses. But of Wait, course, he's harassed Joe Burrow's family? That's not what Could I you said. Say that? Okay, okay. Just no, keep going. He knows, he, he knows them. He's, oh, okay. Because you said he's... Okay, okay. Yeah, so there, there's some of that kind of overlapping, but again, Burrow's not playing, so it'll be interesting to see how, how Jake Browning does under him. I, yeah. I would say, though, like the Colts are not good at stopping the run. They're last in the success rate allowed. We just saw a pretty solid performance from both Mixon and Brown uh, on the ground for the Bengals. So if they want to have similar success on offense, if they can't run the ball against the Colts, it might be a long day for Jake Browning. Yeah. Well, yeah. John, they... They, I mean, you look at the Colts, and what I see in the Colts is a team, a franchise with a great history with quarterbacks. They had Peyton Manning, they had Andrew Luck. Then they got, uh, his name, uh, Harry Henderson, I believe. 
and then they end up with Garden Minishavu, or Garden Minestrone, I think his name is. Minishu. No. Yeah, it's Garden Minishu. And, and this guy, nice mustache, but that's about all we know about him. We don't I, really I, have a lot of data on him. Yeah. I actually John. wanted to tell Bridget that if she could tell uh, Jake Brown in one thing, it'd be to grow the stash. That's the secret that the great quarterbacks have had. So you're worried about facing this garden guy? Well, you're asking me for my, my thoughts? Yeah, then, that you, please. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. So, well, okay, a few things about the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, number one, Dario and John, you have a lot of experience with Hoji. I always think in the QB terms, right? And I, I've been, for example, a, a big fan of certain QBs, right? Like Carr, Derek Carr. I've always liked that guy. And there's certain guys I don't love. I don't, I'm not a big Minshew fan. I don't think he's great. But when you put Minshew, a mediocre quarterback, on a team with a weak receiving core, which is what the Indianapolis Colts have, I think it's beautiful, beautiful for the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Because this sets us up for really doing our best. And then the second thing is that, from my understanding, I don't think the Colts have a good secondary. Yes, they're good uh, at, the, at the pass rush, but they don't have a great secondary. So this thing where we like to attack with the pass, I think is setting up a match that favors us, the Bengals. And I think what you're going to see is 27-14 Bengals win, decisive victory. Uh, I think this is going to be a key win for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that the uh, Colts have been pretty lucky. I mean, when you're playing uh, teams like the, the Patriots, uh, you know, it's easy to win. But when you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, it's not going to be so easy. Yeah. Well, now you guys want to obviously know my prediction. And look, John, I don't know if you know, but the Colts are 7-5. and five. They've won four straights. That is Who good. could have guessed that? Who could have told you that? Right. I don't no. know. I but don't know. here's the thing. He must have gone Since to the I... library and used those cards and yeah. then found the magazine. Actually, yeah. I went to the library. I used the cards. And then I talked to the librarian who happens to be a Bengals fan at our oh, local library. Yeah. That'll do it. John, here's the thing. They have a great pass rush. The Bengals have not been good against teams with a great pass rush. They are on a roll. The Bengals had one freak Monday night game, just as Jake Browning himself admitted, because he's not arrogant. He will tell you. He had one lucky game. It's probably not going to happen again. I don't think he said that, but okay. Well, but anyways, for all these reasons, John, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Indianapolis Colts are going to spank the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to get wow. spanked. Yeah. Yeah, and the final score will be 27 to 14 Cincinnati. That is my prediction. What? Wait, first of all, what? you just took my numbers. Second of all, what? How, You're how saying, kinky, how, how kinky is it talking about? that the Bengals will get spanked, but then also well, win okay. some, by 27? So, some people, I mean. Yeah, so here's the thing. I can't believe I have to explain this. Okay, so who do you spank? We all know it's the best form of discipline for naughty kids. What do you give naughty kids? It's the holiday season. You give them a lump of coal. Coal, coal is the greatest resource no, on not. earth. We no. all know that. Coal based, uh, what is a great resource for a football team? Victories. The, the Indianapolis Colts are going to gift the Bengals a victory. And in that way, they're going to, going to spank them. Wow. There's just there's yeah. no universe where that makes sense. 
It was. It's a stretch, but I'll take yeah. it. We will. We'll, it's, it's, we'll. it's not a stretch. It's. 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 I'm running out of predict <laughs> predictions here. Okay. This is Just, like. Yeah. You know what this is like. This is like when two teams commit a foul and so they cancel each other out. We'll let it go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, John. If that's all you have, that's all I have. It's uh, not all I have. 2019 okay. Colts. It's not all I have. Oh, we forgot John's prediction. 2019 Colts. Okay. All right. No I have I have one more thing. Yeah. I have one more thing. No cold. Okay. I would like people in the YouTube comments to to write in the comment section, okay? How do you think the Bengals will do throughout this season with Jake Browning and with Burrow on the sidelines? Your opinion must have changed watching this last game, but be realistic. How do you see things unfolding? Is it play? Are we playoff bound, or is it just a few freaky games we're gonna win? That's that's my request. And thumbs up, subscribe, yeah. turn yeah. on the notifications. Most importantly, support the show. Patreon.com/slash/dhsports so that we can get Bridget we, back. She only she doesn't do the the, the poverty shows. No. She only comes to the big shows, the glamorous high, shows. high rolling shows. Yeah. John and back. I have John and I have not been paid in years, really. Years. It's yeah. it's really a travesty. I I am yeah, very upset by that. But all right, with that, John, I will have to say, don't forget to turn on notifications. Don't forget to check out John's articles on on A to Z Sports.com slash Cincinnati. And we'll see you next time. Oh, don't forget to check out Dr. Hoji's recipe book he has a new cookbook coming out it's a very gross cookbook but yeah, yeah. We'll it's all about vegan food see you next time so long to sweetie pies Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.